0: The bump and run, the Bristol move. That's aggressive, but it sets good, good hard racing. Oh! oh he puts him out of the groove there. Oh, man! Will he get the bumper? Yes, he does! Here comes Legato! Legato on the inside! A drag race!
1: They're sideways! And it's going to be Legato getting the win! The back end of the 18 kick out. Yeah, okay, he got into it. Moved him out of the way. Took uh, of the three. Night. Night. Almost too early to be racing that hard to do, wasn't it? Never too early to be racing that <laughs> hard at Bristol. At Bristol. Man, this is one of the biggest wins of my career. It's
0: the bump and run, baby. Oh, uh, yeah. Welcome to the bump and run podcast. I'm your host, and D. White, joined by my two best friends, Matt the Statman Riley and Eric Daytona Ron. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Hope you guys had yourselves an AJ Almendinger weekend. <laughs> The Dinger getting it done one last time in Cup, possibly if you read the tea leaves and, and all the things in between the lines. But make sure you like, share, subscribe. Podcast available on all platforms every Tuesday night Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and more. And every Tuesday night on YouTube. Right around 11 o'clock at night, you should be able to see our beautiful faces on YouTube. But uh, fellas, how was your weekend? Uh, Matt, what, what, what's going on with you? Daytona Ron. I didn't talk to you guys all weekend long. I was super busy working and stuff. Uh, so fill me in. What's going on?
1: do too much. Um, it was kind of a, uh, rainy weekend here at home. So, uh, spent a lot of it on the couch, absorbing some college football and, uh, some racing and, uh, yeah, kind of recharging the, the batteries this weekend for me.
2: Yeah. Same, same. Um, yeah, a lot of college football on Saturday, a lot of NFL and NASCAR on Sunday, and just kind of taking it easy, licking the wounds on Sunday from a – I should probably take that down. Season's over. Notre Dame loss, a bad – so to tie it into NASCAR, mm. Notre Dame got their doors blown off on Saturday night. So daddy had a few a few too many because of it. But, uh, yeah, Sunday was fun. Jets won. Decent race, I guess. I guess. Yeah, I guess. We'll talk race. about it. But uh, yeah, it wasn't uh, it was an eventless weekend for the most part?
0: Yeah, i had a, I had a pretty quiet weekend to be honest with you. Friday night working a high school football game. Uh, it was the Coughlin Comets that I kept calling the Crusaders. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, no one caught that one. Uh, and then, oh,
2: <laughs> oh, people caught it.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then uh, Friday or Saturday I was working a uh, preseason hockey game for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. Uh, the AHL getting ready to kick off. And then, uh, Sunday Big boys are
2: about to, about to start, uh, in 18, 20 minutes.
0: Are they? Well, let's, uh, let's hope. First game it. of the season. Well, let's see if we can get this podcast done in 17. Uh, we're <laughs> not, not a whole lot to talk about in the race anyways. And then, uh, Sunday, me and my mother took that trip down to, uh, well, up to Massachusetts to see my brother and his wife. And,
2: you uh, know I, that makes sense because usually the three of us are, you know, BS and back and forth passing mm. along, you know, information about during the race and everything. And I was sending some stuff and it was just radio silence. And I'm like, did I, did I get drunk and pissed these guys off last night? Like what's, go- yeah. what's going on? We well, totally my- forgot that you were going up to Massachusetts. Totally forgot about it. And in that. the back of my
1: head, why correct me if I'm wrong? You told us to like, not text like, you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Good. That's okay, my Yeah. I'm like like I'm like, I, I'm like, oh, I don't want to like say anything. That's why I I didn't even respond because I knew it would just get into it. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't even want to get into it. Dude, so that's why I didn't respond. So that, I- is, <laughs> that is my bad, man. I dead
2: brain, until, dude, dead brain. You just mentioned it just then. I totally forgot you said that. So Don't I, have, I would have kept quiet myself. That's my bad. Well, that's,
0: that's why I responded on Monday with like my same exact reaction. I watched the race yesterday on uh, YouTube and I had the same exact reactions where I did see your text and then like I would go and I checked to see what, what was going on in the race. I couldn't <laughs> help myself. Uh, boys. I have to give myself the records, and I'll tell you why you're going to love this fucking story. So uh, obviously, you know, Bree is uh, doing well in fantasy. She's in second right now. I'm in third. And then our friend uh, Robbie Stray's wife, Kimmy, is in first. It is a fierce battle. I try not to. I the only thing I do with Bree's lineup, she'll ask me like, oh, is this guy good here? Is this guy good there? And then I'll pay attention to the race. And if I have to swap her garage guy out, I'll I'll do that for her. Cause usually she's catching up on her work during the race, getting ready oh, for yeah. the for yeah. the following week. So uh so oh, boys, dude. I was sitting in the back. I had a I had a terrible I had a terrible bellyache from the night before. I was eating hot dogs at the hockey game, and uh, and so I'm in the bathroom, like, let me check the race. I see caution right before the second stage break. And I'm looking at her lineup. I go, oh, I got Michael McDowell in the garage. He's got more points than AJ Allmendinger right now. Let me swap him out real quick and do Bria a favor. I did not do Bria a favor, and she got real fucking mad at me when I told her what happened. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know until yesterday when I was watching the race that the caution right before the stage caution break uh, was for Michael McDowell. Yeah. You, you know, you know who you want to thank for that too. Uh, it was Corey, Corey
2: LaJoy. Corey LaJoy. Oh, he yeah. screwed Chase's day. I mean, I don't. No. I'm not going to be a homer and get into that. But
0: no, you want to know what? I almost uh, jumping ahead. I almost gave Corey Lejoy my records for just that. Not only did he screw Chase's day, but he got into two incidents yesterday. But. We've been really dogpiling on Corey Lejoy recently. So I figured nah, he deserves
2: it, especially after that, man. Almost got the first W of the season.
0: I know. I know. Right. Fucking devastating. Man, I
1: thought I thought that was definitely going to be your records because it was, it was going to be mine, but I wrecked them last week. So I figured Whitey along the same lines as you. I'm like, oh, can't can't, you know, do it again. Good, you can't. You, he's already <laughs> down. I just wrecked him last week or two weeks ago. Yeah. I mean,
2: <laughs> there's only so much you can talk about when some, when someone is as talentless as he is.
0: Well, you know, that that's thing. There's only bad things to talk about. Uh but let
1: Did he tweet about stacking any pennies <laughs> after those two moves this week or what? <laughs> I don't
0: I don't think he did. I don't think he did. Uh no nah, man, dude, Matt, I was I was on the same page. I could not believe that. Uh and you wanna know what I thought it was interesting though, during the broadcast when um when Chase avoided going down Pit Pit Road when it closed, uh they said, Oh, he could've hit that box no problem. Um I'm assuming because pit road was closed, can you hit that commitment box? No, and it,
1: it, it, and he said it. People are clipping it before he finishes his sentence. Yeah, it's it's he could hit that box as long as he goes back out onto the racetrack,
0: yeah, and not oh. on the pit
1: road. So uh, if yeah. you're just going, like you could run that over if you go back out on the racetrack, it doesn't matter at all. You can't even touch it if you're going onto pit road. Oh, so but that, everyone keeps stopping it before he finishes his sentence.
0: See, I always thought it, it worked both ways. Like that's the commitment line. You commit it to pit road, you can't go back out onto the track. But
1: all right. You know, from the way that Steve said it, it's like as long as you make it back out onto the racetrack, you're fine.
0: Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I, I didn't know that. I thought I thought it was weird in the moment. I was like, Oh, but-
1: I, I thought I thought so too, Whitey, to be honest with you. Yep. Like in the yep. it, unless they made a change that yeah, we don't know. There's lenient. I, I as well thought that like even if you touch that, you were done for. But I was under the um, assumption of what Whitey is saying that that it worked yeah. both ways.
0: Yeah, but um, but yeah, I ended up watching the race yesterday, and like all of your reaction text messages, I was like, oh, that's what Matt was talking about. Oh, this is what Matt was talking about. And then, uh, and then I finally got to like, I'm like, oh, like why would Eric be screaming about McDowell? I know he picked him to win, or no, Matt, you picked him to win. I- yeah, And then I saw EJ get spun around. I go, that's <laughs> what that was about. But that wasn't really McDowell's fault. That was no, more well, Ricky Stenhouse Jr.'s. So I, think. Was that, I believe that's when the Jets
2: game had come on. So I had like one eye up here, one eye down there. And I saw EJ and Michael McDowell. And I didn't see like the context around it. So I assumed that um, Michael McDowell took out EJ. And I was like, oh my God, Eric's going to blow up ev- <laughs> everything right now. It's going to be bad. And, but no, uh, I, I, I sent that text out before I saw the replay.
0: And those are all the interesting parts of the Roval. So uh, heading on yeah. to Las Vegas. Now uh, let's jump into the NASCAR news. Um, Carson Hosevar saw this coming to run the final four cup races at Legacy Motorsport uh, or Legacy Motor Club. Man, still can't get used to that name club. Um, I'm with you. But recently, just announced, uh, Ty Dillon made his announcement. He is leaving the 77, and uh, I'm pretty sure tonight, as we're recording, Carson Hosevar is going to make the announcement that he's taking over the 77 Spire car. So uh, what do you guys think about Carson Hosevar? what he's been doing, uh, getting to finish out the season with Legacy, and then his future in the Cup Series?
2: That... um... Announcement was was just made, so that that is, is official, Whitey. All right. Um, I hey, listen, he's I think he's earned it. You know, he's gotten a handful of starts in the in the Cup Series this year, and he'll get a handful more. And I I think he's done enough to kind of prove his prove his worth up in the Cup
0: Series.
1: Yeah, I. I think it's just his cup series starts alone, especially in the equipment that he did start those in. Um, they were known to not be running that well and he, he, he's out driving it. Um, you know, I know Whitey has said it in the past too, that, you know, EJ kind of does the same with his equipment, wherever he goes. And, um, I think it's just a good fit overall for him to, to get some cup experience, you know, being with, uh, around a driver like Eric Jones is. And, uh, I think it's well deserved. I think you know, obviously, Spire—they're trying to start something, I guess, a little bit more special than just being starting parks and in the back. It seems like they're kind of investing a little bit more into their program, and they—they—they—they they, they, they have made some some gains here and there in speed. Um, but but you know, to team him up and, and to sign him to a multi-year deal and and run these these two cars together, um, I'll see what they could do. But I think I think they'll be they'll be good with uh, Carson our behind the wheel they were kind of the
2: track house before track house was track house. And like, they were kind of on like this trajectory and then it, and then it kind of plateaued and like, it's been kind of a, a Rocky, a Rocky go of things, but yeah, it seems like, I mean, they're getting a hell of a talent. So um, yeah, I'm excited to see what Josevar does with that.
0: Yeah. I just, um, I hope he gets to continue what he's doing in the 42, you know, um, because we saw it last year with EJ, uh, rough start to the beginning of the season, kind of figured it out in the playoffs. one at Darlington had some really solid runs near the end, and then uh, we kind of saw it happen over again this year with Noah Gregson, and, and like, and even EJ was like struggling in the beginning of the season, kind of started figuring it out, and like, I don't know, I I hope he could have that kind of momentum over at Spire. I don't. I, the problem is back to Corey LaJoy, It's so hard to judge that equipment with the drivers yeah. that they have, because like for us, we thought legacy was fucking done for pretty much until next year with the Toyota switch. We're like, Oh, nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden they sparked fire. So like, is it the crew? Is it the, the crew chiefs? Is it the drivers? Like, I guess we'll kind of find out next year. I really wish, I really wish that he could go along to, through the Toyota pipeline and John hire wasn't taking that 42 to see what he really had, like see him get a shot, in the same team he's been working in. Cause you know how it is when you guys switch team. Well, when those guys switch teams, you have to get used to a new team, new, uh, just company structure, new crew chief, all that stuff. And it seems like he's done pretty well, uh, over with these guys. It's kind of unfortunate to see him move, but I'm excited. I'm excited to see what, what happens for him. See where that 77 car really is. Uh, before we jumped on air, me and Matt, were talking about Ty Dillon and, uh, And how like, you know, like he, he's a passionate driver. Uh, I don't know if the talent's really there either though. So like, how do you judge that?
2: It's, it's a bummer for Ty, but like, I totally understand. Like he, he hasn't done enough, right. To stay in the equipment, but Ty, like he's one of those guys that like, he cares. You could tell he, he wants to be there. Like I I said it, I said it off air, and I'll say it on air. Like he, he, probably wants to be in that car more than his brother wants to be in the car sometimes, or at least that's the way it comes off to me. And uh, he just doesn't necessarily maybe have the talent for the cup, which is okay. And I know we always say it on here, and and, and the, the people who listen to us on a weekly basis know what's coming next, but Ty Dillon is the epitome of like, when I say like a guy who can go down to the truck series and just stay there yeah. and just – Make that the rest of the back half of his career, just doing doing what he can do in the truck. Like series. a Matt
1: Crafton, where you just—that's all you do. You go down there, and you're a trucker. You know, and that's just what just it is, yeah. I, I think seeing.
2: that's. I think that's. I think he has the perfect identity and personality for that series.
0: So you want to know what that, that just got the the ball rolling for me? So I know Ty Dillon announced he wouldn't be driving in the seventy seven, but did he announce that he's leaving Spire altogether? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh-
2: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know if you mentioned anything about leaving Spire. Uh, I have it right here. So this is Ty Dillon's um, quote, and I'll read it verbatim. Uh, I am grateful to Jeff TJ and everyone at Spire Motorsports for allowing me to drive the number 77 this season. I wish their organization nothing but the best in the future. I'm excited for what's to come next year. So, I mean, it does kind of sound like a goodbye to Spire. Yeah. The
0: only reason I I knew you were going there
2: because they have the truck series. They
0: just they just bought a truck team from from Kyle Busch last week. So, like, you know, the cards are stacking up. Who knows, though? Maybe we'll see what happens. Ty Dillon, he's he's good at landing on his feet and finding rides that aren't at RCR. So at least you got to give him credit for that. And then speaking of Legacy Motor Club, that's not the only piece of news. Uh Matt Kenseth was recently named competition advisor and um it seems like he's going to be more of a, a mentorship role for EJ and John Hurnichek with the Toyota switch. What do you guys think about that? Obviously, uh Eric, that's your your original driver. Uh how do you feel?
1: I I, I mean like it just seems like everything's aligning. Uh the last couple of weeks we were talking about you know joining the Toyota camp and you know coming be like the bad guys and and wanting to root for the bad guys and everything yeah. and how everything's just coming into to place where you know I think ej' is going to succeed and that team is going to succeed and I think there's just another step in that direction um my driver you know that I used to root for joins the team that now my driver is there and Jimmy Johnson and it just seems like I don't know. It's too good to be true sometimes. And, you know, we did rag on Jimmy earlier in the year for what happened. You know, we kind of blamed it on him. But now we see in hindsight, it's 2020 that it had nothing to do with that. And it wasn't a distraction. And it, this whole thing was ended up going to be one entire distraction, the, the move to Toyota and all that. But, um, yeah, I'm excited. You know, I, I can't I can't uh, express it anymore than, you know, I have both my both my drivers on board. How could you not be, man?
2: When we, when we read that, when we read that news to each other earlier today, you know, my first thought was like, good for Eric, dude. Like it's, it seems like it's all coming together for him. And uh, like, you've got, dude, you've got two hall of famers in the clubhouse now, uh, you know, literally with the clubhouse, uh, you know, <laughs> to, you know, you have all the talent in the world in EJ, he's proven that time and time again. I think you have all the talent in the world with John Hunter Nemechek. They're going to Toyota, who has proven to put the money back into their teams it's a really, really exciting time for that organization. I even joked that uh, you know Josh Berry coming up to the Cup Series, if he was heading to Legacy Motorsports, I'd jump ship right now. You know that oh, would yeah. be it. You know it's I drove I drove a Toyota myself for the last twelve years of my life, so uh, it would have been you know cool. But uh, yeah, I'm rooting for them hard. You know that's that's I th- I'm, we're. And here's the thing too, right? Like now we're, we have expectations for next year for them. So I think we have to pump the brakes. Pump a the bit. Breaks. Oh, absolutely. We expect that it's going to take a little bit of time for everything to mold together. You know, if we're on race 10 next year and things still haven't formulated the way we think they're going to, that's okay. Yeah. Like it's, let's take some time. EJ seems to be a back half of the season kind of guy anyway, the last couple of years. So oh. like just... I just, I thought we, the we, did, we, need to, we need to come back that. to this segment next year when things might not be going, or maybe it does, maybe they figure it out immediately and they pop off, but usually it takes a little bit of time. So, um, uh, but either way, you know, I think this in the long run, it's going to, it's going to be really exciting for them.
0: I, um, I'm sorry. I just, I got a weird fucking message and it threw me off. Uh, I was going to say, Oh, give it to the Coke 600, give it to the Coke 600 and, uh, and And once, once you get to that midpoint race, like mid race point, like that's when you kind of assess what's going on with, with legacy, but I'm glad you brought it up, Matt Too, Toyota will put the money in to this team. It's not like Chevy where they have a million teams fighting for resources and all this stuff. Toyota's got three teams now and that's where the money goes, you know, making it as best as possible. So I'll
1: tell you what, it, it, it makes sense too, because Jimmy and, and Matt, like off the racetrack are best friends. They, their families vacation, their daughters grew up with each other. And like, part of me thinks this is just like a, like a buddy, like saying, Hey, come on, come, like, on, over. I'll, I'll, <laughs> come on over and help me build something. You know what I mean? There's a,
2: there's a third leg to that tripod that's missing. Who's really, really good friends with them too. And oh Yeah. You um,
0: never
1: know, man. I don't I mean Toyota with Toyota, Toyota being there. I think that kind of squashes that. But like,
0: yeah, that's the piece right I there. I don't think that, that
1: gives him incentive to get there, though. Maybe not with them, but to get there.
0: Oh yeah, a little keeping up with the Joneses type deal. Yeah. Uh, hey. If, if you can't, if you can't figure <laughs> out what we're, uh, oh, that is... Man, no pun intended. If you can't figure out what we're saying between the lines, uh, we're implying uh, Dale Junior. You got to get that Cup team going, Uh but of course. How much did uh how much did that last charter go for? 34 oh, million, 40 million dollars. <laughs> Anyways, um what you Uh speaking of uh guys returning, Austin Sindrick will return to Team Penske in 2024. I didn't know it was in question, but apparently <laughs> apparently there was an article written about it he said he's he's focusing on next year already he's already looking towards next year what do you guys think about Austin Sindrick just kind of his performance uh this season
1: I think we talked about it last week a little bit it's just Penske and Ford as a whole um really not hitting on all cylinders so I think just like we said with Harrison um yeah. I think this is just like a give him another litmus test year and and, and you know if if everyone does the same again, well, then you give him another. You know what I mean? Until you know it, the until he doesn't fit the pattern of what's happening a, a, as a whole, then then I think he's doing just fine uh, where he's at. But um, yeah, I I think he's he's good for the sport. I think he has a little bit of personality, and um, you know, with a big team like Penske, I, I think NASCAR could use him around.
0: I tell you what, I think he does have a great personality. Uh, anytime he does the uh, the cup driver broadcast for the Xfinity series race. Like he, he's a fantastic on the camera. Like he's really good.
2: He's funny too. You don't, you don't realize it. Cause I mean, the spotlight's not really on him because the performance hasn't really been there. So there hasn't been a lot of coverage on him, but, uh, but yeah, when he does get in front of the camera and he gets a microphone in his face, he, he seems to be a really funny dude. And it's like the the other drivers who are doing it, like you usually chuckle when they throw it to Centric because they know something quirky is about to happen.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And and he seems like he's pretty <clears throat> like he's pretty good friends with a lot of guys in the garage, just like well respected. Uh and, and like he's said- good
1: during rain delays, you know. He always seems to be in everyone's holler playing this or doing something with that, like during the rain delays at, at some of those races and uh yeah, any t- any anyone that's good in the garage, wide like you said, I, I think they tend to stick around longer as well because they're just well respected, well liked, and you know we talk about the, the Benedetto thing. I don't who does he hang out with the garage? You never see him with anybody. He seems like a loner. Like yeah, I don't know. Sometimes just being friendly and being out there, hey, we'll give this guy shout out. Like him, bring him on board. You know, oh, so yeah. I think mean, that that works to his benefit.
0: And then um let's see, uh one last piece before we get into the cup schedule for next year. Uh Homestead honoring Kevin Harvick with the entitlement sponsor of the cup race. It's gonna be the forever four hundred presented by Mobile One. So obviously his sponsor Mobile One throwing a lot of money on that one to honor him. What do you guys think about just I don't even know, not even the the title or whatever, just how Kevin Harvick's kind of been going out this season.
2: Uh I keep forgetting that like Oh this, my God. It's like, this is it. Four, four races left in his career. Like that's as you know, my, my feelings towards Harvick hasn't been kept a secret for the last few years. And now that we're winding down, it's like, man, like he's a legend in our sport and you know, we don't have a lot more legends currently racing. Like he's one of the last ones, you know, all the other guys will eventually be legends, but we're in the middle of a huge shift where like, yeah like the next generation will be calling, you know, the, these younger guys legends, but for all of us, like we're old enough where, you know, we saw Harvick's entire career, you know, when he took over for Dale when Dale passed away in 2001 to now. And like, that's wild, you know, it's just crazy that this is it for him. And uh it's a bummer, you know, he brings a lot to the table and he hasn't had probably the season that he wishes he had. And, I liked he's one of those guys that I liked rooting against the last couple of years. You know, you need that, but yeah. you know, all the respect in the world it's, it's, it's and as we're talking it out, it's like, shit, man, Harvick only has four races left. You know, we've been consumed by the playoffs and the storylines there. And I just keep forgetting that that's, that's a reality right now. It's he's like, a legend. And
0: like, like in my mind, I'm like, man, I wish there was like a better sendoff for him, you know, like yeah. it kind of feels like Jimmy Johnson in 2020 where you're like, Dale Jr. It's like Bale man, Jr. I just have, want, I just want them. someone to win. Yeah, yeah. It, I don't know. It just it, it sucks that like you want to see these you guys. to win. Yeah, in,
1: in their last season, you know. I, I got to win this. Kenseth, he won Phoenix his last season. Um, so that that was that was a special race, and uh, it, I, I think Matt, you're right. Like, damn, it's. It, I didn't think of it until like you just kind of talked about it right now, and never really thought about it much or like, man, it is four races left for a guy like Kevin Harvick. And uh, yeah, it's going to be weird for sure. And, and I think we've gone through the Gordon swing, the, the Jimmy Johnson swing. And, you know, I think this is another gigantic one where I I think we're going to see it and we're going to feel it at the racetrack. And, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a weird, weird Sundays moving forward without, without seeing Kevin Harvick there, but we still might see him on Sundays.
0: Yeah, well, we got him, we him in the booth. We got him in the booth. And hopefully, hopefully he takes over uh, the, the, some of the Boyer uh, spots and kind of puts Boyer off to the side, you know, let 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 Harvick and Mike Joy. Uh, talk racing and then, you know, let well, you guys know how we, we feel about Climboy. I was
1: just thinking about that booth right now. Oh, uh, yeah, me too. Me too. Let uh, me enjoy NBC. Dude, dude, yeah, bad yeah. Let's go on, move next.
0: <laughs> anyway, speaking of next season, uh, the cup schedule uh, dropped. I just have some highlights to go over. Uh, both 2024 races at Richmond Raceway will now take place in prime time. Uh, the first on Easter Sunday, 7 p.m., and then uh, the second one is going to be August 11th. Um, I think that's the first race back from the Olympic break. Now, that's going to be a six, it's
2: perfect that Richmond Richmond is on Easter too, because Jesus Christ has risen again. But that track needs to.
0: Oh my goodness, I uh, I, I just know it's going to be a nice, easy race to fall asleep to. Uh we get a yeah. get a good night's sleep those nights. Man. With,
2: with, with three quarters of a ring of Kilbasi <laughs> in my tummy. <laughs> uh,
0: I could taste the burps already. Um and then we have Bristol returning uh to the spring race, just regular concrete. Uh what do you guys think? We kind of talked about this a little bit in the past, but what do you think about God. the dirt going away for sure?
1: I hope it absolutely fucking sucks and nobody <laughs> <should>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now Eric's gone to the dirt race every year Eric, since the inception. Eric's got some, Eric's got some legit investments in, in into the dirt race that he's he's bummed to see it go. I mean, I get it. I like the dirt race too. I think people just shit on it because yeah. it was on on Bristol. But like, man, I thought it was I thought it was three great events. The first one was rough because they didn't have the the uh, weather they needed and whatnot. But the next two, I thought were fucking awesome. I don't know why people so the whole so much. thing, the
1: whole change was to get people there to fill the stands again. And, and, and that didn't do it. So like, it, it's yeah, like, they're, but, they're they, trying to blame they, it, the dirt for not doing it. So it's like, I just kind of hope they it also, fails. They put just there rub it there on it's like You, you can't Whitey fill 170,000.
2: Whitey just nailed it. It wasn't the the dirt that kept the fans away. It's the fact that it was Easter Sunday and like a large majority of the NASCAR fan base is in the Bible belt where yeah. Easter Sunday is a huge deal yeah. So, I mean, they set it up to fail and I, and yes, I hate they it. They did. They did. They set
0: it up to fail. Well, something they're trying to set up for success, the NASCAR All-Star Race. We talked about this is going to return to North Wilkesboro 2 and they're putting a shit ton of money into it for a repave. Um, I think did I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but was this one Matt couldn't make it on? Matt, did you did, you, did we talk about Bristol or uh I forget, man. I don't know. It's been a long season. Never mind. You guys have any uh, thoughts we just on Northwoods think. I'm was it sure. last week? Was it yeah, 2 it was, weeks ago? Yeah. Okay. I don't about know. The repaid
1: about the repave for the All-Star race.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, we talked about that yeah. last week. All it right. has been a long season. Bear with us. Bear, bear with us.
0: That's the thing. Like some of this stuff like we've had trickle in throughout, so it's like, oh, we already talked about this. I don't remember when, and I remember there was one episode where you missed it. Uh, when you were real sick and stuff, I was like, yeah. was that the one? Was it just me and Eric talking about it? Yeah. For some reason it felt like it was, but I don't know. You know
2: what gets me is that we have so many, like the three of us have so many conversations. You know, we have what, how many group chats <laughs> on different platforms do we have sending stuff back and forth and we're constantly talking to each other about nascar when we're not recording and i always forget like is that something we had a conversation about on on twitter on instagram is it something we talked about on on the actual show so if we ever repeat ourselves like that's why
0: yeah we- exactly and you always know, sometimes do. It. i'll be like man where was it so i can pull it up i'm like well, it was on Twitter. Can't find it on Twitter. Was it in a group chat. Like, no, actually, it was on Instagram, which is the one we use the least amount. Plus, so we have Snapchat. Like our actual,
2: like, an actual text group. <laughs> we're in an actual, like, t- text message group. It's like we're all over the place. Yeah. But you got to share the information where you can.
0: Oh yeah, and uh, let's see, Chicago Street Race, we know it's coming back. That's going to be on July seventh, my birthday. Hopefully, it's a good birthday present for me. Um, NASCAR. It will also return to the Indy, uh, Indy Oval. That'll be on Sunday, July 21st, right before the, uh, the, um, the Olympic, Olympic break. break, but the most important one. And the reason why we're even talking about it is big shakeup in the playoffs. Um, Darlington will not be the final rate will, will be the final race of the regular season. So Daytona will not be the normal finale. Like it was Darlington will be the cutoff before the playoffs begin. And then they're moving Atlanta into the playoffs and Watkins Glenn into the playoffs. What do you guys think about all those changes?
1: I love it because EJ would be in the playoffs if Darlington was the last there race to get in. Um, no, uh, that that's just another thing where that gives him a shot, even if he's pointing his way in. Hey, last race of the year, it's not a crapshoot like at Daytona, where EJ also, you know, is an excellent plate racer but it's, it's his favorite racetrack. So um excited about that. It's that the opportunity at the end of the season, if you don't have that win to, you know, it's, it's easier than, I think people would imagine for, for a team to do that. Like I need to win this race and to go out and win it. It happens more often than, than, than you think. So um, I do like that about it, but you also do lose the drama that you have in that Daytona race yeah. where you're like, anything could happen. Uh, mayhem. So now, da- um, now Daytona
0: is you know. going to be a week before Darlington. So we're still going to have that that race there f- to create it, and then you have was- and then you have one one last race, which I kind of like. Where it's like oh. now, now every like now you had the chaos of Daytona, right? That's true. And then you have one Darlington, the Southern Five Hundred Endurance, It's
2: like a wild card race, almost where like you have this shake up. Whatever happens at, Dar- at, D- at Daytona, let's say you're. 10 points out out on the cutoff line and you still have to have a really good Daytona clean Daytona, because if you go into Darlington, you know, now minus 30 or 35 points because you had a bad uh, Daytona. Now you have like, it's like, Oh my God, now I have to really be on it at Darlington. It's, it's still going to be like the drama, the high drama level is still going to be there, but it gives you one more chance of a more probable, cleaner race at Darlington than the wild card that, that, that less they of a see. less
0: of a crap shoot, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I do
1: like that, that, that you do have a fair quote unquote normal race environment to get into the playoffs. And, I agree with that.
0: And the whole reason why they, they shook it out this way was so that they, they could keep the Southern 500 on Labor Day. So we get a Sunday night race going into a in a long weekend. I, Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited for the Olympics. I'm excited for uh, the break. I'm excited for the playoffs next year. I'm liking everything they've done so far. What do you guys think about it? I
1: just say, get Pocono a playoff race. Matt shared today. Pocono raceway has been over like the last four days and it's a drastic change over whatever days they started taking the pictures of the fall foliage at the raceway, beautiful blue skies. and, And like, Man, for Pocono, this is the time of the year that you want to go there and, and, and when the weather is actually, quote unquote, a little better than in
0: nice mid-July crisp.
1: when it's 90 degrees with 100% humidity all day long, all weekend long while I'm there. Man, oh man, yeah. would the fans and, and, and the TV broadcast look absolutely phenomenal. Uh, for a fall token, we, we've had
2: six, 60 degrees during the day, man. It, it drops to the mid forties at night, which I'll tell you what, you get a little booze in you all day. And then you sit around a campfire at our, at our, uh, infield lodge there. Like that's, that's a hell of a way to spend your weekend. And like, it's beautiful, like the fall foliage right now in Pennsylvania is just gorgeous. Like it's, it's a beautiful backdrop. I think that race would make a really, really fun, entertaining playoff race it's still an
1: oval. It's not a road course. It's not a super skewed way. It brings another element to the playoff. Yeah. You, know, you want different tracks and try to get a lot of different ones in there without repeating? Man, throw poke. That's why Pocono is on the schedule. I feel like it deserves it's unique enough that I think it deserves a, a spot in the playoffs because it's so challenging.
2: I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm in sales, have, have been my entire professional career. You put me in a room with the NASCAR brass and I will sell <laughs> Pocono as a playoff race to those son of it some yeah. those, those stupid sons
0: of bitches you need that picture just just on a giant canvas like a, a, a picturesque painting uh and if you want to see i just quote tweeted it so you can check it out we need that playoff date but that's all i have for nascar news you guys want to jump into the race weekend at the charlotte roval uh we saw xfinity on track sam mayer Picking up the win. Did you guys get to see any of the Xfinity Series race on Saturday? Are you busy with college football and whatnot? Yep.
2: Yeah
0: yep. i uh, i was uh, I was listening along in the rate right, in the car as I was going to uh, the hockey game. I thought Cole Custer was going to pull it off. I was this close to sending a, t- a text message to you guys busting balls, and then sure enough, <laughs> Sammy Mayer got the. Uh, he got the uh, the lead on that restart, and he fucked me. He fucked me. I was I was gonna go. Oh man, fifth win for Custer this season. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Sam Mayer picking up the win at the Roval, and then on Sunday, AJ Allmendinger leading twice for forty six laps, and kind of what we talked about with Harvick. You never know when that last win's gonna come, especially in the Cup Series. It's good to see him go on top. What about the emotions, though?
2: Save it. Save it. Save it. All right. I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up in a little bit.
0: Sounds good. Uh, we saw uh, the race last three hours, five minutes, and 57 seconds. We saw seven cautions for 18 laps and seven lead changes among six different drivers. Your top five, A.J. Allmendinger, William Byron, Kyle Busch, Ty Gibbs, and Joey Logano. Fellas, let's jump into the race grades. It's our NASCAR weekend race grade. And uh, I feel like I start with Matt a lot, so let's start with Daytona Ron this week. Uh, What did you give the Roval as a grade? I
1: I gave it a C. Um, To me, this race was just very blah. Mm. Um, I found myself checked out. You know, I, I know I say the first stage is kind of practice, and they try to get this car worked in here, there. Man, it just it just didn't do it for me. I was having a real hard time um, keeping focused on it. And it, it seemed like it was very hard to, to pass. And like, if you got out in front, it was like pit road. It was like, whoever came out, even on restarts, you know, I know I talk, I don't like the chaos. I also don't like when one lane goes, jumps out and then everyone gets in line and then it sorts itself out through there. And it's like, nobody moves at all. Um, to me, the Roval kind of let us down, um, as a playoff race. I think if this is just in the season, regular season, and this is a normal Sunday, uh, I might have a different outlook on this, uh, on this race. Um, but to me playoffs is about momentum, excitement. Uh, the cutoff line wasn't really that insane of a story until Kyle Bush was leading, but that was for six laps um the excitement was there for those six laps because now oh man Bush was in dead last he's the leader now other people are close you have Larson on the line Truex on the line but that lasted all the six laps and yeah. then you know it goes back to the normal okay then now it's 20 and 15 or whatever and it, it uh it just didn't do for me there boys um yeah I gave it a I gave it a C
0: yeah I'm, I'm pretty similar to you how about you Matt what do you think
1: yeah, I'm right there. I gave it just a step
2: above a C+, plus, um, but I mean, I could have just as easily given it a C as well. I mean, it was a perfectly average Roval race. I think Eric nailed it when he said if this was in June or July, you know, not the playoffs. Maybe I we all have a different outlook on it, but we need the intensity of the playoffs, right? So, I mean, the first stage was bad. Like, as a matter of fact, if you look up the highlight package for the race, <laughs> It literally jumps to the last lap of the first stage because nothing happened. Go, uh, Tyler it, Reddick had such a bad fast car. Actually, both twenty three eleven cars had such bad fast cars that they finished the stage and and then it 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 flashed over to like three through ten and they were still coming out of like the back chicane. Like that's how that's how big of a separation it was. Second stage, not a lot happened till the very end where lajoy you know wrecked out the 78 and that kind of flipped the race upside down for a couple drivers including chase elliott who you know had a legit shot and car at winning the race um third stage you had some excitement here and there but not enough sustained where i could be like wow that was a great race you know there was a couple moments where it was like "Ooh, like it's there but like i don't know like eric said i just it didn't do a lot for me so not that I'm complaining, you know. I voted yes on Jeff Duck's poll. Was this a good race or not? It wasn't enough for me to say no to that. But, um, I, dude, listen. Like I've been vocal. I love. I love. I love road course racing. I, I you know, and I, I can't say I always have. But over the past five, six years, I've really come to appreciate it. And uh, this car has kind of taken that from us, and it, it sucks. And I hate this car. Uh, I like this car. Ask me after Vegas or ask me af- after Homestead how I like this car. I'll probably tell you I love it. Oh, yeah. But after <laughs> Speedway, short tracks and, 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 and road courses. I hate this car a lot. And uh, I don't know what the answer is. I'm not an engineer. You know, I know, it, you know, we always say if we're going to complain about something, let's at least bring a solution to the table. But I don't have one. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. On to Vegas. You know, that's all. I didn't really have much after that.
0: Yeah, I'm with you guys. Uh, I gave it a C-plus as well. Um, it was probably the best road course race we saw all season. Uh, that's really not saying much, though, considering what we've seen all the, all this season, and especially as a cutoff race. I just I thought it lacked the playoff excitement that we've seen in the past from the Roval. And it's funny, our buddy Jay, he texted me the other day. He's like, is the Roval a good race? Should I go down? Because he had the opportunity to, and like tickets were cheap or whatever. And I kind of said, like, it used to be a really great race. And last year
2: the first couple of rovals were A plus awesome, races. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then last year with the next gen, it wasn't that great. Um, and then this year wasn't that great. Uh the cutoff battle was interesting, but there wasn't enough to keep the momentum going all race, like Eric said. Like it was interesting when KB took the lead and then Truex is far back in the pack. He got he was close to one of the the wrecks with Denny Hamlin and everything. We we're like, oh, that could be exciting if it happened. But it just didn't. Um, it was interesting to see Kyle Larson kind of drive through the field uh, throughout the race. Um, but other than that, I thought this would have been a good summertime barbecue race where you're half paying attention. You have it in on in the garage at Eric's house. You're outside playing beanbags. You come back and forth because there's not a whole lot of action where when something does happen, you see the replay and they kind of tell you like, oh, this is how we got here. That's kind of how I consumed this race yesterday. I was catching up on a lot of housework. Uh, I was up and down the stairs doing laundry, throwing stuff from the washer into the dryer and vacuum. Well, I didn't vacuum. I vacuumed before I watched the race. But like that kind of deal where it's like I didn't really have to pay attention to know exactly what was going on throughout the race. It was good enough that I did enjoy what I watched, but if I sat and just watched the whole thing, I, I, like from front to start without doing anything else, I think I would have been very bored, probably giving it a D to be honest with you. you remind I, me- I was
2: honestly, I was, so it was, um, the, the end of the raid, the third stage kind of overlapped with the beginning of the jets game. And, uh, I was like falling asleep, kind of like, not falling asleep, but like one of those where it's like, like one of those, like nodding oh, off. kind yeah. of deals. Like- I remember even telling Steph, like, I've got to get up and walk around before this Jets game starts because, like, this race is kind of putting me to sleep right
0: now. Oh, I, I fell asleep during the second stage. Like, in between the stage break, like, I just closed my eyes, and then I, w- I woke up, and it was, like, I don't know, 15 laps, and I'm like, oh, i got to rewind this shit, you know, just mm-hmm. to see what happened. So, same page, man. I I, I And and like you I said. I think it's his car. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's the I car, th- man.
0: It's, it's the car. It's,
1: it's, it's got to be the car because, I mean, we meanwhile we were talking a little bit earlier about like the old car would have raced better or like i said i think the old car would have allowed better racing like actual battles for passes and able to get to the driver and and maybe you know get a chance to to move him out of the way or you know outbreak him or you know outrun him here and we just didn't see a lot of that and and i think you know like matt said the third stage there were sparks of, oh, man, like someone's strategy could get thrown off, you know, with with, with the wreck here or caution here. But I think it lacked the actual aggressiveness of being able to race somebody. Like Kyle Busch. What was Kyle Busch doing at the end of that race? You have an opportunity. You're in third. You're basically restarting on the front multiple times. This is your playoffs are on the line. And I feel like he just... Race like that was just another race. Like, <laughs> come on, Kyle Bush. Like, be a little more aggressive. You're about to be kicked out of the playoffs. Yeah. Like, you do something here. Like, move AJ. Get into him. I, I understand if you're – but, like, at a certain point, look how everyone raced. it. I don't know, man. It was weird. It was a weird race. It was a weird end to the race because I, think, I felt I... the excitement start building with the strategy and then a spin. And, oh, man, Kyle Bush up front. Look at the – and like, oh, it's like, I like that AJ was up front. I, I, I root for the dinger all the time. And it's like, that got me excited. But I'm like, will Kyle Bush move him? And in the back of my head, I'm like, yes, it's the playoffs. They're on the line. And then I watch how he raced them. And like, he didn't even put up a fight. Like he didn't even attempt to try to stop AJ Allmendinger from getting around him. And like it, to me, that was just weird. That's where the excitement needed to be. If, if if Kyle Busch raced up on him hard, or the if the car allowed him to get up there and race him hard, that that's kind of what it was missing. And um, Slick Willie was kind of in position there. He was kind there. of chasing kind of him yeah, yeah.
2: down. It made the last couple laps like. Okay, like, here we go. Like, this is what I've been waiting for. But even then, it, like, was never enough.
0: There was two laps that he got real close to the bumper. And I was like, oh, William Byron, my man, my man. Yeah. I picked him to win last week. And then uh, something happened where, like, he, he either got loose or something and backed up the corner, and, and that was it. He Even Byron said, like, what did you need in that race? He goes, just more laps, you know? that That's it. So, I don't know, just... Yeah, it was kind of a, a lackluster finish. But at the same time, I was super happy for the Dinger, too. So, I know same.
1: that's why it was, you know, it made it interesting because you want to see the Dinger win. I get yeah. that. But you also wanted to see some of these playoff drivers Give that up. are dead last win and shake that up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, like cont- I think it fight It, it, for it, it was the wrong time for AG Almendinger to win. Like, too. Like, part of me feels like a lot of people are like, ah, man, like, this is. We wanted to play out like I don't know. He spoiled that's how I the show. You he know spoiled what I mean? like, the
0: show. He did. Yeah. Yeah, no, he did. He spoiled the show with that win. Uh but yeah, let's jump into the checkers and wreckers. Three wide for the lead. One lap to go. It's this week's checkers and wreckers. And since we started with Eric for the race grades, let's start with Matt with the checkers and wreckers.
2: Yeah, so Whitey, before you brought up the emotions of uh AJ almondinger winning that race and uh for the second straight week in a row, um, and I try to avoid doing this, but the race winner is my checkers, but not because he won the race, not even really for his performance on the track, albeit that was really impressive as well. Oh yeah, uh, It's for the emotions that we got after the race, man. Like that is what it's all about. Like the raw emotions of it. And I love everything about that. Like whenever a driver cries, like tears of joys in an interview, like that just shows exactly how much this means to them. Like they dedicate their lives their entire lives to this they dedicate every waking moment to it money to it like personal time like they dedicate everything to it and it just shows how truly hard it is to win at the cup level at like the highest level in the world of racing and like just you know mentioning him mentioning the flag and you know taking it and wrapping it around his son really hit home to me and just like the whole thing like i almost caught myself like you know Damn, like getting choked up a little bit watching it too, and it's just like you could tell how much it really meant to to that guy and probably to his team and everyone else involved. And so, I just think that's really good. Whenever we get moments like that, that's that's really really good for our sport.
0: Yeah, I, I was totally there with you, man. I I got choked up a little bit. I mean, the guy named his kid Aero. You know, that's how E R O. That's how much aerodynamics and racing means to him. Yeah. Um, and, and it really showed. Like we always say, like you want to see more personality out of these guys. There's, there's not a guy with more personality than AJ Allmendinger we see in the Xfinity series all the time. And just what a journey in general that AJ Allmendinger's had in cup, you know, from getting suspended for his, uh, his substance use and everything. Uh, he was pretty much done in 2019. He was working as just like an analyst for NBC on the broadcast And then I think he was running the road courses for colleagues Xfinity uh, uh, series uh, uh, efforts then. And that was a part time deal then. So like just to see him get that second chance in Xfinity and then move on to a second chance in Cup, get two wins in the last three years in Cup uh, and, and see it kind of all come to an end. Uh, man, how do you not, how do you not root for that kind of storyline? I just, do
2: you-, you know, seeing him, you know, yelling at the crowd and pumping up the crowd and everything. And like, I'm like, I'm a guy, I mean, you guys have watched sporting events with me. Like I'm a guy who wears my, my heart on my sleeve. So like when, you know, when I get, you know, the high of the highs with happy, excited, you know, whatever it might be like, I, 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 I you know, that pours out of me. So when I see it happening with, you know, these, these guys that we watch every week, you know, I just, I can probably kind of relate to that only I could, I try to put myself in that. shoes, like, dude, if I want a cup race, like, Oh my God, like the emotions that would pour out of me in front of like a million people is like, I'd probably embarrass myself. So I I like seeing that stuff.
0: It's kind of crazy to think that you don't get that much emotion out of some of these guys when they, when they do win, like, like that's a big freaking deal. Like he said, it's a freaking cup race. That's a big deal. Yeah.
1: And he, he said that too. He's like, I got tired of seeing you know, all these drivers, uh, Oh boy, on to next week. Like not like not showing any emotion and not caring. And, you know, like you said, like good for AJ, like he's a, he's a driver's driver, man. That guy, he, he wheels around, obviously names his son arrow, you know, Mm -hmm. shows some sweet emotion after the race. Um, it was just all around, just good for AJ. Yeah.
0: And you know, like, and then he's going to be Benghazi out of there in the, the end of the the race. (laughs) And then, uh, i'm sorry I, I was trying to work in a, a, a joke off there anyways
1: my favorite comedian anyways. he is my favorite comedian he is so funny
0: but yeah but then he's gonna be gone in that cup ride we don't know what's gonna happen to it, it seems like he's not, he's not gonna be in cup next year uh which
1: i don't know how much you want to get into that whitey i, I the writing is on the wall there yeah and I, I kind of i don't know how i mean i guess we could talk about it like yeah, my emotions like I don't know how I feel about him not coming back to this to that cup ride like I just I, I get it the business aspect of it, but man, it just seems like watching him win this race and I think that's where a lot of the emotion came in. I think he might have known too. yeah, or like
0: even the, just even the broadcast is like how do you not sign this guy for next year? Yeah, you know? right, right, especially especially now they have Uh, Daniel Hemrick coming back into the fold in the 31 car. Like, I mean, Hemrick was in cup before, but he still needs guidance. You know, are you going to throw another rookie in there have two rookies basically running around? I I don't know, man. And then like, it seems all is just a company guy where he's like, I'll go wherever uh, you need me to go. He yeah. won't
1: say anything here. Like, oh, nope, this is my job. I did what I was supposed to do. I only won one race. I I should have. He'll put it on him. Yeah. He's that type of guy. I should have won those other road courses. I should have been here. I should have done this. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, but just, you know, going back to him and the Roval, man, his stats are insane. Yep. Uh, oh, undefeated the in the Xfinity series. series.
0: Up until and, this year. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he owns the Roval. He, like... Like I know, uh, I know Marcus Smith owns the Roval. No, no, AJ Allmendinger owns the Roval. SMI, get out of here! Sign over the deed. The guy's just amazing. But how about your records, Matt?
2: Uh, so my records is going to and I, listen, I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I'm going to dive into it. Uh, it's going to Daniel Suarez, and you know, it's I I've noticed it over the course of this year. I think I've kept my mouth pretty quiet you know, during the time, but I think it's, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to just go, go ahead and say it. Like I think Daniel Suarez is a dirty driver and it seems like whenever a driver is liked, like Daniel Suarez is, and I like Daniel Suarez, yeah. but whenever a driver is liked, we, we seem to mask dirtiness as uh, just driving aggressive, you know, we did it with Dale, you know, God rest his soul. We did it with Dale Earnhardt senior, my, my hero, you know, we, we masked it as aggressive because we liked them, but it was probably dirty driving. Yeah. Um, No, I don't know, but I'm kind of sick of it, you know, with Suarez, you know, the instance, you know, that kind of made me think about it, um, you know, and even though this wasn't a dirty move, it was just kind of the straw that broke the camel's back for me was, you know, when he, he wrecked out, you know, he locked up the brakes going into the back chicane and, he took out Sendrick and, and spun out Bubba and, and kind of ruined their days. And it was like I said, just not that that was a dirty move per se, but it's just been like something that I've been thinking about throughout the season that that kind of over the edge. And I, I felt like I just had to bring it up. So, you know, I don't know. He had that weird pit road issue with Bowman back at Coda where he almost damn near wrecked his own, his own teammate Chastain to get up to Bowman and almost hit, you know, some of the pit road guys. And
0: oh yeah, I just I forgot about that. Yeah. I just,
2: I don't, it's, I, again I like Daniel Suarez you know but it's just it's just something I've noticed no I, I, I think he's, I think he's been dirty for for quite some time now
0: I could I could see that and you want to what you wonder if it's like some frustration because he's not running as well as he did last year he wasn't running as well as his teammate but uh, I, I know exactly what you mean like you see it like, I hate it's-
2: having to like talk about it but like it's just yeah. I just it's something I've noticed. He's, he's oh, not I Joey, Joey Logano
0: aggressive, but oh, it, you definitely. It's, you, not,
2: it's not enough where it's like, get this guy out of cup. I'm not saying that. It's not like, you know, this guy needs to be taught a lesson. I'm just saying, like, it's kind of a pattern that I'm seeing where if it
1: progresses, it may get to that point. Yeah, it, It's kind of like he's a he's doing a Ricky Stenhouse shit where he flashes talent, but then in, in spots where Ricky, we would always be like, what are you doing at that point? What now you're going to, what was that? Why it's right. those moments of like this part of the race, you're going to race him aggressive for what, it's Like, what? like if it was a couple yeah. weeks ago, yeah. brain farts way too often that yeah. like, you know, it's almost like a Corley joy. Yes. Like, why would you do that during this part of the, it's, it's he, he. And I think it is a little frustration, but I mean, I also think it's, he is a little I mean, not even a little, he's kind of a shitty driver. Like when it comes to like, if you, if you have any kind of issue with Daniel Suarez, I think when I mean like he drives like LaJoy and them with all of the shit that anyone's ever done in their head, they carry that with them from week to week. Oh yeah. And I don't think they could let that go. And that forces them when they're in that mood, like, Oh, I remember what he did that one time. So, Oh, and it's like, that's always on their forefront of their, of their mind. I feel like when they race, they, they, I feel like they seem like a type of that don't let stuff go. And that only hurts them on the racetrack.
0: like Creating enemies, you know, like, yeah, I know, I know on road courses, him and Michael McDowell used to get into it all the time, all the time. And I always thought it was McDowell kind of racing him a little hard. And and I think, I think it was both like both parties were, were uh, at fault, you know? I mean, they, yeah. they
2: literally fought.
0: Yeah, like fist it was I
2: think it was a couple of weeks ago, too. It was on a restart, and Suarez had, like, no business. Like, he didn't have a shot to win. He didn't have the race car to win or whatever, and he stayed out in front of, in front of you know the leaders on like a late race pit stop or something yeah
0: it's like what are and you it's doing like, i
2: was saying like what are you why 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 because now you're going to hold up the line that you're 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 in and it's going to ruin somebody's day like what are you trying to prove here you're not going to win the race you don't have the car to do it and like if it's like where it's like it's starting to get under
1: my skin a little bit yeah if you're that driver do you ever say i'm i don't want to start up front right now like i'm i don't want to like Cause I always thought about that too, man. Like that's obviously not Daniel Suarez's decision to it's start up. The crew front. Chief.
0: It's yeah. the crew
1: chief, but like that driver behind the wheel, you have to know you're going to get mopped up and eaten up. You, you yeah, just have like,
0: to. You're out to lunch at that point, you know, like right,
1: right. now. So like, now do you think those drivers are going to get mad at him? Or do you think the dr- other drivers know, Hey, that's coming from the crew chief. I don't I'm not, not going to put this on him. He's just in this position, but that I can't stand that when you know, you're going to get mopped up on the front row. And, and you have like, no shot what are you doing yeah, right right you end up
2: falling back to where you were but like only now by doing that you've screwed other good cars days and it's just like yeah i don't know that, that always leaves a sour taste in my mouth
0: no it does for me too I, and i know exactly what you're talking about i forget what race it was i don't think it was Talladega last week i think it was the race no it was that. a couple
2: of weeks ago I, I remember just saying to my screen like
0: daniel it's like, what are you get, doing what are
2: you doing yeah. right
0: and and like you said it never works out for them you know, like right, like you always end up just in the same position where maybe made up three spots. It was or something like he like had that. like
2: an eighteenth place car all day, yeah. and it just so happened like we're gonna stay out and restart on the front row and screw whoever's behind me over, and no. he did. I, I wish I could, I wish I could remember what race it was so I can go back and watch it again, and and but. Yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago it happened.
0: No, I agree, and you want to like I, I like you. I've noticed it too, but because I like Daniel Suarez, I like to kind of just ignore it a little bit, you know. Right. Like so, but I, like
2: we got to be fair. We we shit on Corey LaJoy all the time, so
0: like yeah, you know, oh yeah, kind
1: of got to be fair.
0: No, I agree. How about you, Eric? What's your checkers and wreckers for the weekend?
1: Um, My checkers goes to Slick Willie Two Clocks. Um Just once again, you know, P two. Just he every single week not even just in these playoffs all season long. I just feel like he's just like, okay, he has a shot to win this race. Like always there, always has speed, takes care of his car. And, you know, we're seeing a different slick Willie two clocks in these playoffs than we've ever seen before. And man, am I terrified if this, you know, calm, demeanored, cool as a cucumber in every interview, after every race, no matter what happens, it's always, you know, moving forward onto the next week, we'll figure it out. He just seems to have it all figured out. And and then to be at the age he's at, to seem very like I have it all figured out is just it's 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 terrifying for the rest of the field. Um, but man, it's it's week in and week out. He he has a shot to be there to win at the end. And like you said, a couple more laps in that race. Maybe if Kyle Bush isn't there battling him, he might actually have a shot to run AJ down. And um, he just keeps on impressing me. So Slick Willie well, Two it's, it's, you know, and it's
2: it's why I picked him all along to win the championship. And I, still have, I still have the proof here of, of when I wrote it down at the beginning of the playoffs. As you can see there, it clearly says that I picked the twenty four to win the championship. So. Uh it's it's you know, I mean it's it's been the obvious choice all along, and so I you know uh, you can say that that's that man Matt had it first. <laughs> I um
0: I I actually checked my bracket before uh before jumping on. I had uh I'm I'm 50%. Mine's bad. There. Mine's bad. I, I had Kyle Bush going into the final four, that's not happening. And um I, I want to say I had Joey Logano making it to the round of four, that didn't happen. But I still do have two guys alive, Martin Truex Jr. and Slick Willie Two Clocks. And unlike you two, I picked Slick Willie Two Clocks to win that championship. So yeah, I might, I did. might squeak out just barely. I don't know if Martin Truex Jr. makes it to the round of four. So, so. I have
2: three out of my four final four are still alive. I, I also have Logano go to the final four. But I mean I have I do honestly, I do have Slick Willie in there. I have Martin and I have Denny in there. Yeah. But the way the way Martin's driving, it's like, dude, he's not gonna, he might he's I don't know. These
1: next three races look good. do you see a surge out of the nineteen these next three weeks. Here. That, that's I true. Hope these are right. really good tracks
0: right. for him. Yeah. Um we'll have well before we get into it, cause uh well well, I'll just jump in. Martin Truick Jr. is my records for the weekend. Uh man, finished 20th, just another abysmal playoff finish. I don't know how he managed to make it into the round of eight. He got real lucky, uh, those playoff points really doing do a whole yeah. lot of heavy lifting. Yep. And um it, it, like Winning you said, ain't lucky. No, no, winning's not lucky, but like he's he's been down on his luck for the last seven Dude, weeks. This
2: goes to show you exactly why winning the regular season is so important. You got 15 Nine bonus points yep. just for that. Like, ju- th- like those bonus points are the reason why he is still yeah, it made
1: the regular season matter, which that always irritated me before it did. Like mm-hmm. I, that's why I always say, I said, make the regular season matter crown a regular season champion because they, they deserve it. You know, like they, they put that work in and that's what, that's what always irritated about this whole playoffs before they actually crowned a regular season champion and gave them a benefit as they're doing now that's the one of the flaws that I thought there was with it. I'm like, well, wait a minute, like make that matter a little bit more. And, and, and as we see, it matters a whole lot because
2: it leaves you that, that that room for error because guys like this isn't sticking ball sports. Like there's way too many variables that go into racing. That's out of a race team's control that can affect your season. And You know, there's wrecks that can happen in front of you or around you that take you out or, you know, there's a mechanical failure or whatever, whatever it might be where that's kind of out of your hands where, yeah, you just had a solid season. Martin Truex Jr. You know, you are going to get rewarded for that. It is going to bring you to a certain point. But now we're at that certain point. We're in the last round before the championship. Like it's do or die because those points ain't going to get you to the championship like they did get you to the round of eight.
0: No. And right now he's only 15 points to the good. Yeah. So that is right there. That's your regular season championship paying off yep. for you. Uh, but yeah, that's why, that's why I gave him my records. And then real quick bike checkers, just NASCAR bringing back the stage breaks for this race. Uh, I think it really did help, uh, just keep things more interesting in the middle of the race. And, uh, I, I couldn't imagine if it went caution free, like some of the, some of the other, uh, road courses, uh, we saw, uh, earlier this season, but how about you, Eric? I
1: actually- I actually didn't give a wreckers. Um
0: Well, I, my rec- Did you give your checkers? I don't think you did yeah. anything yet.
1: Yeah, I guess quickly at two clocks. With my oh, checkers oh, and oh, that yeah, one yeah. went down the, the, oh, the rabbit hole yeah. with that. Okay. Uh, but my records, you know, once again tough. It was not much to even wreck.
0: Um, mm.
1: But I, I did notice one thing that I don't know. It's kind of eerie to me, and, and it could be a little bit of an omen where I think. The tides are turning. Um, I have Denny Hamlin gets my records. Yeah. I know he. I know he clinched, but if he didn't, this is a bad thing to happen again. And now, are we seeing where Denny? You know, we know how this usually goes with him and his team cocky, and, the, and the, you know? the hiccups. And yeah, he's go cruising through like I'm invincible this year. This is my year, and I think he rode that up to this point yeah just like true x how true x rode those points in regular season to this point now we're at this point who has been the most consistent who's been there it's the 24 car yeah and so like you we could talk about oh this is denny's year oh true x is it but who's been the most consistent no matter what i feel like is bet the fastest pit crew he's got the fastest car It's it's that 24 that's lurking up behind them. And and I think he could really play spoiler here at the end. But like I said, the tides are turning. I think this is where maybe the 24 and 11 maybe have their hiccups. And this is where that 19 starts to prevail in these last three races.
0: You know, so historically, this is a good stretch for Martin Truex Jr. But recently with this car, I mean, Martinsville... Byron hasn't been too great at Martinsville the last two years. Do we see him fall out then? Who's been great at Martinsville the last two years? It's how he got his name, Slick Willie. Two clocks, he got himself two clocks in one weekend.
1: You know? I think Truex could win in one of these first two races, though.
0: I think, yeah, uh, Toyota's definitely brought speed to the mile and a half, too. We're going to we're going to two great mile and a half tracks in Homestead and Las Vegas. So, I mean. Toyota brings the speed. He could get it done, too. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Check I, the weather, people. Check the weather. Because if we get a Monday race, tr- chalk him up. Yeah. Chock
0: him up. It oh. is hurricane season
1: <laughs> in Miami, right? If we get a Monday race here, just, oh, Truex is probably sh- smiling from ear to ear. Is it, is it supposed to rain? I don't know. If they, well, not, I don't think in Vegas it's going to, but...
0: But it might rain in Miami. It is hurricane season. It could rain in Miami. <laughs> could you imagine that? Mark Jerick's Jr. wins in Miami homestead on a Monday. Wow. What a headline. I thought hurricane season was over. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jay Doherty, Jay, is going to appreciate that comment.
0: But, uh... <laughs> But, yeah, that's, that's all I got for checking. Oh, to your point, Eric, too, if, if I didn't give it to because I was going to give it to Denny also. Like, just bad luck, bad timing, bad everything this weekend. So. Can't
1: have that. Not right now because that creeps where? Right up here. Oh, yeah. Now that it goes into his psyche like, oh, no. Oh, is this where shit starts hitting the fan? He's got to be thinking it because it's just, hey, that's just what happens.
0: Yeah. Oh, so yeah.
1: once you let that little seed get planted in there, of doubt of little, oh, no here we go again. You know what I mean? Like as a, trust me, as a fan, I I know when that gets into my head as a sports fan, I can only imagine as the actual driver, what happens.
0: Oh, absolutely. Like the, I I bet you these guys are head cases. They play it cool, but I bet they're head cases, you know? Oh
1: God. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All
2: athletes are.
0: Let's see. uh, I'm just trying to think like other storylines from the race. I really got nothing. I have race notes for the top 10 guys, but like, Byron had a great run. We just talked about it. Bushney at the win, and he only led six laps. We talked about that earlier on. Uh, Ty Gibbs had a really impressive run for uh, another run for a rookie, uh, getting a fourth place finish. But I mean, other than, if he didn't win, you just really. I'll tell
1: no, you what, Busher, we got to talk about Busher because got himself a
0: seventh place finish.
1: Seventh place finish made the next round. Like you yep. look at these eight drivers. Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex Jr., William Byron, Tyler Reddick, Christopher Bell, Kyle Larson, and then Chris Busher. He obviously doesn't belong. You know, his name stands out as someone that's like, wow, what happened there? Yeah. But, man, they found speed. He deserves to be there. It's not one of these fluke make it through because of, of this person crash or nothing like that. Um, I'm just really, really impressed because – he didn't lay anything down. He's not like, oh, I won these races and now I'm good. No, he is still moving forward. Just that same mentality as, as William Byron. I think he's hungry for more. He knows what they could do. And he hasn't slowed down one bit. No, If, if we were going off the old Winston Cup standings, I, just brought yeah, him up. I have it too,
2: Whitey. Yeah, if we were going off the old Winston Cup standings, Chris, Chris Buescher would be in second right now. And he'd only be behind Denny Hamlin by nine points.
0: That is massive, especially about that. nine point battle. And and again, like a lot of people say, well, well you can't go by Winston Cup because it's a different format, they race differently to get those points. Absolutely, hundred percent. But I mean, it's still pretty interesting to see. He's only nine points back from Denny Hamlin in third place. Christopher Bell, forty two points behind, and then William Byron, forty nine. So it just goes how to, goes to show how consistent all four of those drivers have been all season long. And we really haven't talked about two of them. Christopher Bell really didn't talk about a whole lot. No. Chris Buescher, we didn't talk about it at all until he started winning that, that stretch in the if, summertime.
2: If you look at Christopher, Christopher, I'm doing Dale Jr.'s thing. <laughs> if you look at Chris Buescher's top 10s, He's got fifteen top tens. Like that is literally that's up there with the rest of the elite of the of the elite. Like you have Denny Hamlin, you have C Bell. Uh, you know, with sixteen, Martin Truex Jr. with eighteen. But like other than that, like
0: everyone else got fifteen.
2: Is is like one of the most with the with top ten finishes. It's super impressive.
0: And and eight top fives. You know, like that's where Denny and Byron beat him with thirteen top fives each. Sorry, and then like. Yeah, Chris Buescher, Christopher Bell tied with eight top fives. Like, that's eight races that they were in contention to win. And he won, what, three of them this season? Mm -hmm. Like, that's a huge, huge season for for a car that nobody really expected to do this well. You know, who's who's talking about the 17 all Ford besides you two guys? You know, (laughs) for real, for real. But yeah, super impressive run for him. Uh, and he he could easily make into the final four. He's only minus three points going into this next race. So, uh, it should be pretty, pretty, uh, interesting to see what happens. Um, Joey Logano, top five, nothing really to talk about there. I don't even know how he got it. I didn't think he was a factor in this race at all. Um, just weird, weird pitting. And, and of course those cautions near the end, uh, Redick pointed his way in. He, he went on a hunt for points to advance and he did just that. Um, I thought he had a great car. Uh Alex Bowman. Uh, Eric picked Bowman to win, got himself an eighth place to finish. Uh you're right. He's pretty good at the Roval. I, I know he is. <laughs> I, I didn't see him talked about much all day long, but he was there in the end in the top ten. Probably one of the better runs he's had in the last couple months. And then uh Chase, we talked about him. He led once for 15 laps. That caution really fucked him at the end there. And then uh, Ross Chastain, he couldn't advance to the round of eight, but he did get himself a top ten. His 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 playoffs ended last week when he got taken out of Talladega. They didn't deserve
1: to move on. The people that are in the round of eight, I feel like, are the most deserving eight. I think so too. It it really did work out this year that the best eight, I think, are moving on.
0: I think so. I think Kyle Busch might have should have won it over Blaney. You know, yeah, um, I just could see that just because of Kyle that. Bush's like overall performance early on in the year, but Blaney was super consistent in the top ten all year long, too. So like it's not like he had a terrible year. He just didn't have. and
1: that's where I think it comes down to Kyle yeah. Bush didn't want it as much. Like I think if Kyle Bush really, really put forth true KFB performances, like I, I don't see him out of this round of eight. but you know, we talked about it last week, I think it was or the week before where, Kyle Busch just isn't the same old rowdy as he was. So uh, take him
0: out probably. of the
2: eighteen, man. It's like it's like it's it, that was his identity. Like it was like that rowdy identity. And
0: I I think he just knows the abilities of the equipment. You know, like Gibbs, you expect to win. RCR, it's like, ooh, we got we got one this week. You know what I mean? Yeah, but,
1: but Whitey, you're up there restart on the front row with AJ Allmendinger, and and, and like you have a you shot. Have your to, car's yeah, off you there. Some, like, oh, yeah, yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah. What are you doing, yeah. dude? Like.
0: No, I Ross Chastain wouldn't let that happen. Ross Chastain right. would have bumped bumped bumpers and whatnot, you know? So I don't know. Uh we'll see what happens in Vegas, though. But speaking of uh uh whatchamacallit, uh here on the Bumper Run Podcast, everyone loves to talk about the winner, AJ Allmendinger. We also like to talk about the guy who came in last. We just mentioned him. His name was Denny Hamlin. Uh he had a series of spins and then wrecked Uh, First McDowell got crossed up and then he got turned in the mayhem and then he spun again and broke a toe link. Never made it off of the DVP. So just a rough day for Denny. Uh, Thankfully he got himself locked in uh, through points earlier in the day. So it wasn't a a factor, but it could have very easily ended his playoff run. And now we head on to Vegas. You've got to come back with me. Where? the next NASCAR cup race, it's the Weekend Preview. And it's going to be a hot one in Sin City. Xfinity on track Saturday, 3.30 on USA for the Alsco Uniforms, 3.02. And then Cup on track Sunday, 2.30 on NBC for the South Point, 400. And to go over our picks from last week, Matt, you came in last. You picked Michael McDowell, who just had an unfortunate day without power steering. Nothing really you could do about that. He got you seven points. Uh, Eric, you picked Alex Bowman. He got you 29 points. And I picked William Byron. He got me 35 points. I am 24 points behind Matt in the the run for the the championship. It's closing in
2: on me, boys. Like, I'm starting to feel
0: it. And, uh, but... Because you came in last, he gets back first this week, gives you the advantage. Who do you think is going to win in Las Vegas?
2: Uh, So I'm going with a guy who led the most laps in the spring. He had the most fastest laps. He had the most dominant car. Uh, His organization went one, two, three in the finish. He won the race. Lightning's going to strike twice. Slick. Willie two lightning strikes <laughs> it is going to win at Vegas. I need to, I need to, I need to go with the safe bet here. Now that I said that he's going to wreck out on lap two, but I need to go with a safe bet and try to get some more points between me and whitey here.
0: I like it. I think it's a good pick because I was going to pick him If I, uh, if I got the opportunity,
2: yeah, but really all that aside, like true analysis, the guy's hot. He's yeah. the most consistent. Like we've been talking about all, all, all episode long.
0: And and he he won the race in the spring. He's on fire.
2: He's going to punch his ticket to his deserving spot in the championship for, for sure. Yeah. Not a doubt in my
1: mind.
0: How about you, Eric? Who are you going with?
1: I'm going with someone that. I don't think I, I picked uh, this year at all, um, which is kind of crazy. Um, I'm a Jesse. It's his teammate. (laughs) I'm going with the five of Kyle Larson.
0: Okay. Let's see. Let's check the, you picked Larson for Las Vegas. In the spring, that's the only time you picked Kyle Larson all season long was for the spring Las Vegas race. What are the fucking odds of that?
1: What are the odds?
2: That's actually hilarious. That's actually hilarious. That is, I knew you didn't look at that graph, so you didn't, I didn't know, know that you I had no idea.
0: No, no that is, that's fantastic. Uh, now it makes me want to pick who I picked for uh, Las Vegas. No, uh, actually, Matt, you picked Alex Bowman for that race, too. So you're also in the Hendrick camp. I am going to go with a Toyota. The Toyota has been fast at mile and a half. Uh, We just talked about him coming in last. And I I think the momentum is still there for Denny Hamlin. I think he gets the win in Vegas, locks himself into the round of four early, and doesn't have to worry about Homestead or Miami. Give me the number 11, Denny Hamlin.
1: James, wow! Going to hear some booze. Going to hear some booze if he gets in, and he's going to eat oh, it up. He's going to eat crying. it up. Oh, yeah, uh, I'd love to see it. Me too. I'd be okay
2: with that. Yeah, I'd be able to, for the storyline.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I honestly think the Toyotas are going to be really fast this weekend. Uh, if if they if they don't. Hendrick is is going to take over again like it's between those two teams I think Gibbs and Hendrick uh but you are seven races into the 2023 playoffs here's your playoff picture uh Ryan Blaney sees himself sitting in eighth minus 10 points uh Tyler Reddick in seventh minus eight points Christopher Bell in sixth also minus eight points and then uh Chris Busher in um seventh wait did I Did I count backwards wrong in fifth minus three points, dude? It has been a day. Uh, Kyle Larson on the inside looking good. Plus three points to the good in fourth. Denny Hamlin plus 11 in third. Martin Truex Jr. plus 15 in second. And William Byron plus 20 sitting in first. Who could it be in Las Vegas to get themselves locked into the round of four? Will it be Kyle Larson? Will it be James Dennis Hamlin? Or will slick Willie two clocks keep the momentum going once again and head straight for that championship we will find out this sunday 2 30 on NBC for the south point 400 and we'll break it all down for you right here on the bump run podcast next tuesday night for matt the Statman riley for eric daytona ron i'm michael d white saying have a good night